welcome, welcome everybody back with another episode of Sports by the Bay. I am your host, Nico, and today we talk about all things 49ers. There's not much happening with the Giants and the Warriors right now. We roughly covered the UEFA Champions League in our past two episodes. So today we are going to be talking all 49ers and NFL football. As far as what we think is going to happen, I'm going to give off my current mock draft as of right now. I believe that Trevor Lawrence, obviously, is going to go number one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number two, it seems almost highly, highly certain that Zach Wilson, quarterback from BYU, goes to the New York Jets after the Sam Darnold trade to the Carolina Panthers. This is where it gets a bit tough. The Niners, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, or Justin Fields, which quarterback do they take? Kyle Shanahan will be among a few Niners representatives that will be present at Justin Fields' second pro day. Will that be able to sway his opinion of who he thinks should be the quarterback of the future of this San Francisco 49ers team? A team that is very, very deep looking to make another Super Bowl run after being hit with injuries hard this previous season. Personally, I think that as of right now, if you were to bet on it, you would probably pick Mac Jones. But I think that it will be either Trey Lance or Justin Fields. I genuinely do. I think three weeks away, Kyle is going to be making up his mind soon. And I think that with the front offices, front office, including John Lynch, general manager of the 49ers, wanting Trey Lance, I think that Justin Fields seems like a prime candidate to be picked with the number three overall selection. So I'm going to go with Justin Fields at number three. At number four, the Atlanta Falcons are a very, very interesting team. They could go quarterback and take the quarterback of the future for their team to be the next quarterback after Matt Ryan's contract or when they're able to move him. Will they take a quarterback is the question. They don't need one. Over the past few years, their problem has not been with Matt Ryan or the offense. They have a deadly wide receiver duo and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, and their offense has been very solid. They are just in shootouts every single week is the problem for them. Defense is their biggest concern, but are they going to take a defensive player is the question. I do not know. I'm not going to do trades because I am not that in-depth yet and all that, but this is a position where I could definitely see them trading back with a team like the Broncos or the Patriots or any other team looking to make a big splash at quarterback and picking up either Trey Lance or Mac Jones in my mock draft. I am going to go and say that if they keep this, if they are to keep this pick, there are two ways I think they go. I think one, they either go Kyle Pitts, the generational tight end prospect from the University of Florida, or they go with Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance could be somewhat 
like Ryan Tannehill or Josh Allen if he's able to live up to his potential. And under Arthur Smith, we saw what Arthur Smith did as the offensive coordinator. Now he rejuvenated Ryan Tannehill's career and also was able to run with the most powerful, deadliest running back in the league as of right now, Derrick Henry. So we'll see where they go. For now, give me Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is the pick at this spot as of right now if they are not trading out. I could definitely see them taking Kyle Pitts, but in this mock draft, I'm going with Trey Lance, quarterback from North Dakota State. At number five, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. There is a lot of hype around who they should take. I think that this comes down to three players in particular. Panay Sewell, you have Jamar Chase, wide receiver from LSU, and Kyle Pitts, obviously. Kyle Pitts, I think, is a can't-miss prospect, and this is where the Bengals are now in a tough position. It seemed like the Bengals throughout this season was like, you they had to get Penny Sewell, and then there was this thing of the Jets possibly taking Penny Sewell number two overall, or the Dolphins taking Penny Sewell at number three overall before they traded out with the Niners. I think that the smartest pick there is Panay Sewell. I genuinely think they have to protect Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow won't be able to do anything next year. And this is where I think the Bengals need to realize that even though Kyle Pitts is a generational talent at tight end, you're not going to find Kyle Pitts in the next 10 years. Jamar Trace, great receiver, in my opinion, the best in this class. but. They need to protect Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is coming off an ACL injury. So give me Panay Sewell at number five. I know Burrow wants Jamar Chase, but if Burrow wants a death sentence, then they're going to pick Jamar Chase. I think Panay Sewell is the right pick. I think it is the smart pick. I think they go Panay Sewell, protecting their young and up and coming quarterback of the future. At number six, we have the Miami Dolphins. This is a spot that could go many different ways. Could they go Jamar Chase? Could they go Penesul if he drops? But obviously not in this mock draft. Could they go Kyle Pitts? It's very, very interesting. They did sign Will Fuller. They do have Devontae Parker, Mike Gesicki, a very underrated tight end in my opinion. But I think that what they are going to do is it is very interesting seeing what they'll do. They could have gotten Devontae Smith, but Devontae Smith's body frame and how he's skinny and maybe won't be able to translate what he did in college to the NFL against more physical and bigger corners. I don't think Jalen Waddle is probably going to be their number one receiver. So give me Jamar Chase, number six overall from LSU. I think that they take Jamar Chase. I think Kyle Pitts could also be a very, very good fit. And that would create a lot of matchup problems for teams because Kyle Pitts all in himself is a matchup problem. You pair him with Will Fuller, a speedster, and Mike Gesicki, Tua Tungvaluwa is going to have zero excuses if he plays bad next year with those weapons. So I think that Jamar Chase is probably who they're going to take with the number six overall pick, but I can definitely see Kyle Pitts. But give me Jamar Chase at number six. Number seven, 
This is going to be an interesting one for the Detroit Lions. Could they take a quarterback? Yes, but I think they're going to hold off and they're going to rock with Jared Goff for at least a year. So give me, with the number seven overall pick, Jalen Waddell. They now have a big hole at receiver after losing both Kenny Galladay to the Giants and Marvin Jones Jr. to the Jaguars. They need wide receiver help as much as I'd love to see a TJ Hawkinson and Kyle Pitts duo. I think they have a bigger glaring need at receiver and I think Jalen Waddle could be a perfect fit in what Dan Campbell is trying to do up in Detroit. So give me Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, Alabama. At number eight, we have the Carolina Panthers. This is a very tough spot because the Panthers, I don't know where they're going to go because it seemed like they would take a quarterback if it, if they fell. And the only quarterback I think deserving of a true number one or at least top 10 selection is Mac Jones. But will they want Mac Jones after they just gotten Darnold? I think they'd rather, if they were to take a quarterback, I think it would more so be either Justin Fields or Trey Lance, not so Mac Jones. So taking a look at the best available, I think they go with Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts has to be up there for the Panthers. You can't miss him. He's best available here. They already have a very, very good wide receiver core. You have Christian McCaffrey coming back from injury. That offense is already going to be stacked and loaded, and Darnold is not going to have any excuses anymore if they take Kyle Pitts. I, Kyle Pitts. I think that their defense is up and coming. Do they take a defensive player? Maybe, maybe not, but I think Kyle Pitts is the right option here. They could take Rashawn Slater, tackle from Northwestern, but in my opinion, you can't miss Kyle Pitts at number eight. This is a guy who genuinely could go number two in this draft. He is that good. He is that can't miss. I think they need to take him at number eight. Number nine, the Denver Broncos. This is a spot where I can see Mac Jones actually falling to and a spot that Mac Jones could be selected. If we take a look at other options, they could go with Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. They could also go with a corner like Caleb Farley or Patrick Sertan. But what I think they're gonna do is I think that they are going to take Mac Jones. I think they are. They didn't have that leverage. They no longer have the leverage that they did. They were sitting at an all right spot at number nine before. Now teams are starting to get aggressive when it comes to quarterbacks. We already saw the Niners move from 12 to three. I think that they might as well just take the quarterback that they feel comfortable with in Mac Jones and hope that he can bring something back to Denver as well as possibly spark something of a quarterback competition between him and Drew Locke, which I do think that Mac Jones would win in a quarterback competition between him and Drew Locke. So give me Mac Jones, quarterback from Alabama, and number nine to the Denver Broncos. At number 10, the Dallas Cowboys. This is a very, very interesting spot for the Cowboys because they could go with Northwestern tackle, Rashawn Slater, but I think that they have a very glaring need in the secondary. Their defense was atrocious in the first half of the season, one of the worst in history. 
in the first half of the season, and they have a glaring need in the secondary. I think they end up taking Patrick Sertan from the University of Alabama. I think that Caleb Farley does have a higher ceiling than Sertan, but Sertan seems a little bit more pro-ready, and Caleb Farley, while I do like him, I think Sertan would just fit in the Cowboys system a little bit better. Number 11, we have the New York Giants. This is an interesting spot. Do they go with offensive line to protect to protect Daniel Jones? Do they go defense? They could go defense, best defensive player available, and just get a dynamic cornerback duo with James Bradbury and, say, Caleb Farley or J.C. Horn. I don't think they're going to go that route. They no longer need have a glaring need at receiver. They could go Devontae Smith if they wanted to, but that isn't a big need with the addition of Kenny Galladay. Obviously, they have no need to go with a running back because they already have Saquon Barkley. If Mac Jones or Trey Lance or one of these guys fell, this could be a spot where they may take a quarterback, but I don't think they will. I think they'll rock with Daniel Jones for one more year, and if he does not produce with the talent around him, they're going to look to draft a quarterback next year or acquire a bridge quarterback or something like that. This is a place where I could see them trading down with a team that is in this, that really wants Devontae Smith or Rashawn Slater. But considering that, I'm going to go with Elijah Vera Tucker, guard from USC. I think that they're going to try and protect and keep Daniel Jones safe. That is a big thing with quarterbacks. Daniel Jones could be a very solid quarterback in the sleep if he has protection. And so I think that they go with Elijah Vera Tucker, guard slash tackle from USC. Rashawn Slater might be the better prospect, and I know Rashawn Slater can play anywhere along the line. I just think that they're going to want someone who has played guard a little bit more. Number 12, the Philadelphia Eagles, another NFC East team picking here. This is a very interesting spot for the Philadelphia Eagles. It'll be very, very interesting seeing where they go here. Could they go offensive line or could they go wide receiver with Devontae Smith? I think that Devontae Smith is honestly the best option for them. I think they get a dynamic player, a player who people were saying could go number two to the Jets after his dominant Heisman. The hype has cooled down off of him, but he is still easily top three receiver. You could make the case that he's the best receiver in this draft class. I don't think he is, but you could make that case. I think that with the current receiving core that they have, they need to surround Jalen Hurts with weapons. I think that they go with Devontae Smith, wide receiver from Alabama. Number 13, the Los Angeles Chargers. For me, this is a very, very easy pick for them. They got to go and protect Justin Herbert. They need to make sure he's safe. They did add a few they did add a few offensive line pieces. Matt Filer from the Steelers and Corey Lindsley. Great pickup for them. All-pro center from the Packers. I think they still need to go offensive line. As much as Corey Lindsley did last year for the Packers, he was all-pro. He was the best center in football last year. He 
that was one of his first like breakout seasons and he is quite old i'm pretty sure he's 29 or 30 you need younger guys to protect your young quarterback so give me rashawn slater tackled from northwestern to go to the los angeles chargers and number 14 we have the minnesota vikings this is a team that i don't honestly know much about i haven't really paid attention to who like which players have been mocked to the vikings so i i think that this is a team that could go many different ways they're not going to go with quarterback i don't think they're definitely not going to go with running back they could definitely go with offensive line help i think that christian darisol out of virginia tech could be an option here they could also possibly go with corner here with our jc horn or caleb farley but give me christian darisol actually christian darisol i think could be a very solid fit on that offensive line, playing that left tackle position, protecting Kirk Cousins' blind side. So give me Christian Darasaw, tackle from Virginia Tech. Number 15, the big one, the New England Patriots. Where do they go here now that all the top five quarterbacks have gone and where do they go from here, pretty much? They don't have many great weapons, and the top three receivers are off the board. Kyle Pitts is obviously off the board. Wait, who am I kidding? They did great in free agency and acquiring. So I think they go best available. Do they go corner? I don't think they go with the corner unless they move Stephon Gilmore. I don't think they go safety either. They could go linebacker or defensive line. So give me Micah Parsons. I think they go Micah Parsons best available there he has had some issues off the field but i think that micah parsons and number 15 is a pretty solid fit for bill belichick's defense you could argue that a few other players could be going here but i think that they go with micah parsons linebacker penn state and we're gonna wrap up our final pick with the arizona cardinals today the arizona cardinals with the 16th overall pick Patrick Peterson just left. They need to get some help in the secondary. As a Niners fan, I don't like that they're going to get help in the secondary, but they got two very solid corners at their disposal right now. Do they go with Do they go with JC Horn out of South Carolina or they do they go with Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech? As I said, I think Farley has the highest ceiling of any three cor- out of the three top corners in this draft. But Patrick Sitan, I feel like, was the most polished and most pro-ready as of right now. And J.C. Horn has been compared to some physical, taller corners, such as Jalen Ramsey, who, in my opinion, is the best corner in the game right now. J.C. Horn has been mocked to the Cardinals quite a bit, as I've seen, but that's mainly because Caleb Farley and Sertan have often been off the board. So, where do they go from here? They're not going to go with... They may go with offensive line help, but is there any offensive lineman that is truly worth the 16th overall pick that can convince them to go away from corner? I don't think so. I think they go with Caleb Farley to replace their all-time corner in Patrick's... No, not Patrick's... Patrick Peterson. My... I'm sorry. Patrick Peterson. Give them their replacement. Caleb Farley, cornerback from Virginia Tech. And that is the first half of my mock draft. 
I don't necessarily do a lot of watching of college football, realistically. I mainly just pay attention once scouting and stuff like that happens. So feel free to disagree with me. If you if you think that certain players are going to go certain places, then tell me and hopefully we can come to a consensus. As I said, the Niners are the big one. Where do they go there with the three quarterbacks that are consensus to be there in Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones? Mac Jones is, I think, the biggest riser. He could I don't think he falls below the top 10. I think that if he is there past five, I think a team like the Patriots could move up for him to replace Tom Brady. Now, will that happen? I'm not sure, but that is my mock draft. We have Trevor Lawrence, number one, Zach Wilson, number two, Justin Fields, number three, Trey Lance, number four, Panay Sewell, number five, Jamar Chase, number six, Jalen Waddell at number seven, Kyle Pitts at number eight, Mac Jones at number nine, Patrick Sertan at number 10. We have, who would I pick? Elijah Vera Tucker at number 11, Devontae Smith at number 12, Rashawn Slater at number 13, Christian Derrissaw at number 14, Micah Parsons at number 15, and Caleb Farley at number 16 to the Arizona Cardinals. Thank you for listening to Sports by the Bay. That has been my mock draft for picks 1 through 16 this year. Hope you enjoyed, and as always, peace!